0: Hey everybody, welcome to a really cool podcast because today we are talking about the most American cars and some pickup trucks thrown in there as well and usually it's myself and my dad but he's out of town so I got Andre. Well thank you, can I crash this podcast as well? You absolutely can, so Andre is from the TFL Talking Trucks podcast but he's joining me today. We're also going to talk about some really cool news, for the cars and maybe some of the SUVs we've been driving
2: and a little bit of everything else in between. Yes. So is this going to be a top 10 or a top 20, top 30? It's going to be a top 20, Andre. Ooh. And we have these
0: new mics. Yes. And apparently we have to stay really close to them. And for some reason, it feels like we need to talk in a low voice. <laughs> so we have to tell the story before we start. So there's yes. um, one of our good friends in the industry was yes. the chief engineer. Of, of Ram Heavy Duty Trucks. Yes. What was his name? Rod Romain. So Rod Romaine had the lowest so, voice I've ever so, heard.
2: So we really wanted Rod to be on one of our podcasts recently. Mm-hmm. And apparently uh, he retired. He retired. Uh, and I, th- I think he maybe transitioned to other jobs uh, or at least another project. So unfortunately, Rod Romaine is not here. Now, the cool thing about Rod Romain is he had... It was low, but it
0: was also a powerful voice. Yes. Like, he was the perfect chief engineer for a full-size HD truck. Commanding voice. Commanding. Yes. Like, if I was in a business meeting (laughs) with Rod about Cummins engines or something, everybody would stop and listen to me. You know what
2: I mean? Yes. But he's retired, huh? Well, at least from Ram and Stellantis land. Mm. So, unfortunately, Rod, if you are listening to this, please come back on our show sometime soon. So... Let's talk about some of the news of the week. Okay. Have you been following the news of the week?
0: Uh,
2: I'm mostly focused on pickup trucks. Well, we've got some bad news what? for the Toyota BZ4X. That was not on my list of news.
0: You know, what What, what do you think is one of the worst things that could pop, probably happen to a car? You're driving uh, along and uh, some, uh, something a,
2: fails. A wheel could come off. Yes. Is that what happened?
0: That's what's happening. <laughs>
2: Apparently. Well, wasn't that also... Uh, that's a Toyota BZ4X. Yes, exactly. Yes, that was um, a recall. It ended up being a recall, right? Yep. So it affects about 260
0: cars in the U.S., according to the recall notice in June. And now there's a stop sale and even a buyback option on the Toyota BZ4X. So that's
2: the latest news? It's the
0: latest news. Oh. Hub bolts can loosen
2: and the wheels can fall off. That's not a good metaphor or actually real thing that can happen. Yeah, the wheels are falling off the, uh, off the BZ4X here. Okay, that's unfortunate. Uh,
0: more news? Not a good situation. This is not newsy enough for you? Wheels falling off of cars? Well, but we discussed it like a couple weeks ago. Well, they also said don't drive. They're we like, do not Completely. drive. Well, yeah. I mean, you, okay. They don't want your wheel falling off. I know I have driven one. Yes. And the wheel didn't fall off.
2: Okay. So, but yeah, you did some reviews on the bz 4 Yeah, it's, not,
0: and, it's a good uh, good yeah. little car. Yeah. Um, so another one here. Are you ready for this? Yes. FCA US placed on promotion probation for three years ordered to pay $300 million penalty in Jeep, Ram, and EcoDiesel fraud case. Stellantis' U.S. arm still faces ramifications for its actions marketing early EcoDiesel engines. Have you been following this guy?
2: Yes. Uh, What's the story? Well, how deep do you want to go on this one? Because the story goes back several years. Um, It had to do with the EcoDiesel 3-liter V6 engine that was inside the Ram 1500 trucks, also the Jeep Grand Cherokees, right? Um, And EPA determined that Stellantis at that time, FCA, Fiat Chrysler Automobile, uh, was not, how should I put it? Uh, The emissions were not meeting the necessary regulations while the vehicles were moving. Okay. So there was a big deal, and now they're finally paying huge sums. This sounds sort of somewhat in line with the Dieselgate scandal of
0: volkswagen but maybe not but, to
2: the but, same but, extent of but course. not the same scale or the same severity i would say okay so like a little mini mini gate mini gate
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's going on we've got some other news uh, the driver was caught and arrested driving a c8 corvette at 161 miles an hour on a new hampshire interstate wow, wow. that is a <sighs> interstate so,
2: 93. so first of all uh, well i come from the land of trucks and trucks are usually limited uh, electronically limited top speeds of about 105 106 like the trx is limited to 118 miles per hour so those are already illegal speeds on uh, public roads but this guy was going 161 yes yeah, so i've got the
0: full story here at tflcar.com 30 year old alejandro zapata rebello uh, per the police statement due to its social to its social media outlets uh, was allegedly clocked on radar at 161 miles an hour or as the NASCAR folks say, mile an hour in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. Due to the high rate of speed, Trooper Slaney did not pursue the orange Corvette um, as it flew past. However, Slaney did issue a bolo. What is that? Be on the lookout. Oh, Bolo. But, but this guy was apprehended later? Uh, yeah, minutes after the orange sports car passed, Trooper F. Dispatch started to receive reports of multiple sports cars, including the orange car driving erratically at high rates of speed, nearly causing crashes. Nearby police in Woodstock, New Hampshire, clocked the driver going 130 and subsequently pulled him over when he became stuck at an exit. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, stuck can't, at an exit. Can't outrun a radio, you know? That's no. where people really mess up. 160 in a... Se- that's got to be a... That must have been a street race
2: gone wrong. Really? So, I mean, really bad.
0: The driver was arrested and charged with two counts of reckless driving and one count of disobeying an officer. That feels like he got off pretty
2: light, doesn't it? Well, there must be, uh, they must be taking away his license, or at least, or for some time. I mean, this is a serious offense. So at 160 miles an hour, he probably
0: crossed that entire state of New Hampshire in what? <laughs> in 30, 30 seconds? 30 seconds? Al- a so minute? He, he probably <laughs>
2: wasn't in another state by then. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So that, that was an interesting uh, little piece of news. We've got some more. Um, Ford actually has had a pretty good sales uh, month, haven't they?
2: Yeah, so uh, we recently published several stories. Uh, you can find actually everything automotive on altfl.com. On the truck site, uh, we published several stories. In fact, our producer, Zach, have been hard at work. Uh, so thank you, Zach. Uh, Ford F-Series trucks have recovered Uh, recent slumps in sales, and they appear to be delivering more and more trucks, which is good news. Uh, Also, Toyota had a really good month, dude. The Tundra had a good month. The Tacoma was recovering. uh, Because, okay, Tacoma is still the ultimate leader in pickup truck sales in the United States, but they had a slump in the last few months, and now they're kind of back to where they were. They're back, huh? Mm -hmm. Now, one thing which I think is very interesting is that
0: not everybody's back.
2: Uh, some people are not back. No, a Who's lot of not people back. are down. Who, 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 for example, do, do you have any, any examples? Um, let me click on the link well, to well, TFL car. So I, I can tell you in the world of trucks, um, oh, not every... Go. Not every manufacturer reports sales every month. By That's the way. true. Sometimes they're quarterly.
0: But Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Lexus, Mazda, Subaru, Toyota, and Volvo all reported lower sales in July twenty two versus Ooh. the same period last year. Ooh. There were a few gains, including Ford up thirty five point five percent month over month, Lincoln up sixty four and a half percent
2: month over month, and Genesis up zero point four percent. So Ford and Lincoln did really did well. Yeah. But we don't know what Stellantis did or what GM did because they didn't report sales. Yeah, we'll have to wait till October. Yeah.
0: But that's – it's interesting to me that Hyundai, 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 Honda, Kia, (laughs) Lexus, and Mazda were all down versus the same period last year. But Ford is up so much. Very interesting. All right. And then lastly, the Nissan Maxima is dead. What? Mm -hmm. The four-door sports car? (laughs) That's what they wanted you to think, Andre. It's been around since
2: 1980. You were two, Andre. I was, oh my God, why did you tell me this? I didn't know this. You were I'm, too. I'm
0: really sad now. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's dead. It's, uh, it will Discontinued? Me, it will meet its end next year. Yeah, it's so the,
2: 2023 will be no more?
0: It's one of the few large mainstream sedans still running, but that will change in 2023. It's in its eighth generation.
2: Yep. Well, that's sad news. That's
0: sad. Since the early 80s, Nissan has sold more than 3.5 million maximums. Honestly, is it that sad? They
2: kind of let it languish a little bit. But it was always kind of a fun sedan, and it maintained that fun character, I think, throughout every generation. But then they gave it the CVT, and the funness just started to kind of drizzle away, you know? (laughs) It's like
0: a bad X. It just keeps coming back, coming back for more. There you have it. And then one last little piece of news, and this is very important, so pay attention. Princess Diana's 1985 Ford Escort RS Turbo is up for auction
2: no way did you
0: know the princess used to own a really sporty ford i had no idea now when you think of like princesses what do you think of like bentley's and rolls royces uh, uh, uh,
2: range rovers yes but
0: how about a tiny little hatchback with a fast engine from the 80s <laughs> do, you, does, do we know how much or is it still going to go to auction? that's a great question so in june 2021 her first and relatively basic spec escort sold for fifty-two thousand pounds that's about 64 grand u.s you go to burger units, um, but this is a very special car. It's very, very kind of high spec, you know, so Silverstone Auction. Um, we'll see what it'll go for. Would you pay a lot of money for an ex-princess's car?
2: Well, maybe it's not my bag. Maybe it's not your bag, Andre. I mean, I love hot hatches. Don't get me wrong, but but, it's a no-go, no, huh? No, not, not on this not one. Not paying big money? No, not on this one. <laughs> Maybe yep. if she had, like, a, a first-generation G- Rabbit GTI. There you go. Then then I would have been kind of in it.
0: Does the princess co- connection make you more interested in the vehicle? A little.
2: Yeah? I have respect for res- respect. Would her. you
0: pay more to own a princess's yeah, car? Yes, Why? for sure. Because she's dead and she hasn't a, driven it? No, oh, she's cool. a celebrity. She's a big, huge celebrity. So. Well, what celebrity would you pay the most money to own
2: their car? Drake? Drake? No. no. (laughs) Really? Giraffe? That's interesting. No, let me think. Uh, Let me think. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Thor.
0: Who's that guy? (laughs) You pay extra money to, like if Chris Hemsworth had a Honda Pilot. You're (laughs) paying big money for Hemsworth's Honda Pilot is what you're telling me. I
2: hope he doesn't have a Pilot.
0: What do you think Chris Hemsworth drives?
2: Well, he's from Australia, right? So, so he probably drives a, um, a Holden GTS RS slash <laughs> X.
0: Just keep adding. <laughs> Just keep adding syllables. All right. Chris Hemsworth has, are you ready? According yes. to 21motoring.com. Yes. A Cadillac SRX. Ooh. This might be an old list. <laughs> a Cadillac Escalade. Oh, so he's a caddy man. A Acura MDX. A Toyota Land Cruiser, a Audi R8, Audi Q7, a Mercedes C63, a Land Rover Defender,
2: uh, one other Mercedes, and a Volkswagen Amarok. I will have to if he's selling any of those vehicles, Chris. Uh, let me know. Uh, but I'll pick up his uh, Land Cruiser probably.
0: Really? Now these yeah. are these are. I got pictures of him coming out of these things. Actually, look look at. <sighs> Well, check that out. Look, he's got his little he's got a little mustache up there. He's giving a thumbs up. He's got his, his hat on. Okay. Um, the one that is interesting to me is his Amrock. Is that in Australia? That's probably not here, right?
2: Yeah, it's probably not here. Yeah, um, I'm going with it. Anyway. Okay. Who, who, who's your favorite celebrity car? Who
0: was that guy that owned all those legends? Remember, there's that famous celebrity, the Tupac, or is he dead? No, no, no. Are you talking about Fast and Furious? No, Acura Legend. Not, not Paul Walker. Is it Ludacris? I think it might be Ludacris. Yes. Oh, Ludacris. Yes. Ludacris has a real nice legend, which Acura, I think, restored. Yes. Um,
2: that must be priceless. Tupac is dead, right? Tupac is dead.
0: What about Elvis's pink Cadillac? No.
2: No? Not no, interested in no, Elvis's pink no, Cadillac? No. no, no.
0: Mm. What others? I don't follow celebrities very much. I heard What's-Her-Name has a really big collection. The Kardashian the, the young one, I'm Kylie. Not,
2: no, I'm not interested in the Kardashian collection. <laughs> um, I am interested in trucks and SUVs. Oh, uh, yes. Seinfeld has a really big
0: Porsche collection. Uh,
2: yeah, he's a complete Porsche lunatic. Yeah, um, and he, but his tastes are so high out of my reach that it's even un, inconceivable for me to even approach one of his Porsches. So I'm looking at Kylie.
0: Kylie's um, collection. He, She has a $3 million Chiron to Bugatti. Yes. She's got a pink Rolls Royce. Actually, it's a black with a pink interior.
2: Oh, She's got some really questionable vehicles here, Andre. No, I but, no longer that. But here's the thing. It. Does she have a Buhanka?
0: Does she have a bread van?
2: A bread van from from Soviet Union. No. Do you have, uh, a, you
0: have an update on the Buhanka, by the way? Everybody uh, was wondering last time.
2: No, no, unfortunately, I don't. So my, my Buhanka is still around. Um, it's in the garage, and I'm going through the registration process still. I kind of put it on the back burner uh, because of the kind of the uh, the war that was started in that part of the world between Ukraine and Russia, and I was really upset by that. So I put it on the back burner, and it's just stored away. It's stored away. Yes. So. The other reason is stored away is because it won't pass emissions. Uh,
0: yes, um, that's one of it. Now Andre imported this thing from Russia. Yes. And what I think is interesting is they won't accept your VIN number or your VIN.
2: No, they won't because on the title it has 17 digits, which is normal. Yeah. Uh, for VIN, uh, but on the chassis of the of the my Brad van, uh, my Buhanka four wheel drive van, it it omits the first two characters, and they would not accept even though the numbers are the same. They wouldn't accept it.
0: Are they all numbers? Or is there, like, a backwards R and, like, an upside-down U and, like, a <laughs> sideways K thrown in there? Like, how, how are they listed?
2: Uh, no, it's readable. It's readable in English, but they still wouldn't accept it. So what are you going to do? I have to assign it a Colorado VIN. So I have to go to state police office, um, police, um, st- state police to uh, assign a new number, inspect it, and then register it. Oh, what a mess. So And your Volga's back, too. Yeah, I also own a Gus 21 Volga sedan. Yeah. Yes. it's all, uh, 65. Yeah. The bread van is 1992. The Volga car is in 1965. Yeah. And I've also also stored it away. It's also hidden.
0: Well, it's not that hidden,
2: <laughs> to be honest <laughs> so with you. Actually, it's on the street corner. Yeah, if
0: I look out the window in the right direction, I'll probably see it. So Andre <laughs> bought this thing as a non-runner. And then Toby, our wonderful German mechanic, yeah. got this baby running good. And yeah. then we picked it up from Toby's shop, and you brought it to a break place.
2: And No, I brought it to a gas station.
0: Well, you <laughs> Andre didn't try to bring oh, it to a gas station. Andre broke down at a gas station. Yes, I did. So we picked it up from the shop, and I'm like, "Great, right, Andre, I'll see you on Monday. And then he resumed it along, and then like five minutes later. And I couldn't restart it. I was on the toilet, actually, and I get a ooh. phone call. I'm like, ooh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> so I get a phone call, and, Andre's and I was like, can you help me? It's dead at the gas station. And there was no fuel coming out of it. I talked to Toby about it yesterday. Yeah. And apparently he thinks that your fuel pump ceased. So he said that when we were driving it, it was really hot that day. And he thought maybe it got too hot and ceased. Mm-hmm. And then when we towed it back to his place and let it, it sit, was cool. it cooled down and like started spinning again.
2: So he gave you a new fuel pump, apparently. Yeah. Well, he didn't give me one. I, well, I you paid had to pay dearly. a lot of money. I paid dearly for <laughs> a fuel pump. No, but he also tuned uh, my carburetor. Uh, He tuned uh, my distributor. But can we move on to
0: our list? Sure. So today's list is the American-Made Index from
2: Cars.com, which American cars are the most American. So that means they're produced in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but also parts... The percentage of parts come from the U.S. as well, correct? Very interesting, right? I do believe that that is what they are taking into is account. Is that the Ameri- that's the American uh, certification?
0: Yeah, so it's the most American car. So there's certain vehicles, right, where um, they're not American brands. However... They're, they're made built in here. the U.S., yes. so yes. a final assembly. Is that why we're looking at the pilot for the last twenty minutes? That's right. That's babies on the list, actually. Okay. So here, here's some of the things they have to talk about. Arguably, the most important factor for. Index qualification is finally assembly at one of uh, 48 U.S. plants for run by 16 major auto groups. But they also look at percentage of U.S. and Canadian parts, uh, countries of origin for all available engines, countries of origin for all available transmissions, U.S. manufacturing workforce. So it's like a lot of work that they put into this. Okay.
2: Um, so do you want to? But that's important for a lot of people, actually. Yeah, it is. Where a vehicle is made and where the parts are produced, uh, that means it employs those people. Mm-hmm. And it's very important for a lot of people
0: absolutely right Andre yeah. and yeah it's a, it's a, it's cool having an american made car so number 20 on the list yes. is the ford expedition and expedition max Are, aren't they built in kentucky where in kentucky uh louisville bam andre <laughs> coming in hot with the stats today <laughs> okay exactly right so this is the giant ford suv yes built louisville yes where was so, the excursion built i should look that up
2: uh, well the excursion was built i believe i don't no, specifically, but I think where the super duties are built, which, which is will, which would have been Louisville in in, in, in also. Yeah, Kentucky, oh. Kentucky. Have you been to Louisville? Uh, not to the plant itself, but I remember I went to a Lincoln Navigator launch. That was the previous generation vehicle uh, Navigator. And we were in Louisville, Kentucky, with Roman, and we both got sluggers—the uh, Louisville Slugger bats. Nice. Yes. Okay. So number nineteen on the list is the Dodge Durango. Ooh, one of my favorites, actually. Is it? Yeah, because it's—it's it's it's a vehicle that's been around. It's been solid. It had, had a Hellcat version. It's been SRT. A, would you argue to say that it's been around for too long? Yes, it has been, but uh, but if it ain't broke, why fix it? Because it's like old. Because it's twenty years old, Mormon. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Here is a Where is it built? Do you do you have the data on all of this? Yeah, built in Detroit. Oh, yeah,
0: built in Michigan. So I just had a fantastic um, trip recently, and I was um, I had the opportunity to talk to some General Motors folks, and I think I have discovered the oldest vehicle in continuous production. In one real generation.
2: Is it the Lada Niva? It
0: is. Well, okay. Good point. That might be older. That you can buy today in the U.S. Okay. So Lada, you could could never buy in the U.S. So like I was given the the Durango, heck. But that thing's probably only been around since, what, 2013? Well, in the latest
2: generation, yes. Uh, But it's been around before that as a different type of vehicle. But
0: it's got to be in the same generation. So obviously the G-Wagon was really, really, really old. Uh, but that was until he- they
2: redesigned it,
0: and it was so heavily updated where nice. it didn't share anything. Um, now the Nissan Frontier
2: was from 2007 to 2021, so that was no. What?
0: It wasn't. It was it 07? Wasn't it older than o- 04, that? 04 maybe. I think it was 04.
2: Yeah, yeah. So was, that
0: was a lot of years. It was a lot of years. So that was a lot of years. But something was older. The Durango is 2010 to present. Yes, the third-gen Durango. What okay. do you think is older? There's, and it, I never think about this vehicle. Although you want to review one.
2: I've done a review one? No, you want to review one, and they won't give it to us. Let me, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's available in a diesel engine. I'm thinking Mm-hmm. it wasn't the Grand Cherokee. I mean, we redesigned the Grand Cherokee. No, you, you got to think a little bit more square. It's not, well, it's not a Land Cruiser. The Land not Cruiser is a land cruiser, no. It is, are you ready? Yes. The Chevrolet Express fan. Yes. Mhm. And I've asked for it many many times General Motors would not let me review one. Uh they won't they
0: won't give it to us. No. Now the Express fan. um this generation was technically debuted in like 1995 1996 and it was updated in 2003 but not super heavily so so technically it's been around for but, but what about
2: the GMC Savannah van that also is related?
0: Yeah, we can, we can lump that in. Yeah, we can lump that
2: in. Um, I, I, I never think about this van, but you can still buy it today. Yeah, and remember, they used to have Duramax diesel versions. Uh, they still do, right? I think you um, can still get the baby Duramax. Uh, the baby Duramax. They used to have the big Duramax. Uh, then they also had all-wheel drive versions of these vans. Um, I think they discontinued the all-wheel drive version. Do you know this is built at the same plant as the Chevy Colorado? I had no idea. Isn't that incredible? Yes. So you've
0: got a brand new, newest generation Colorado zooming down the line. With an ancient... And behind it is a 26-year-old bread van just (laughs) stocking it from behind. There you have it. Amazing, folks. I don't think about... I think about this vehicle less than any other vehicle. Yeah, you can. 2.8 Baby Duramax. We should get that thing to test. Oh, my God. (sighs) I've asked for it. Okay. All right. All right, let's move on. All right. So number 18... Coming in at um, 18, yep. <laughs> see, Wayne, Michigan produced Ford Bronco.
2: Wait, what? Yep,
0: The number oh. 18th most American car. But, but
2: okay. What, uh, So, sorry.
0: I, Are you I still thought, on
2: Vans? I, I thought you were talking about, like, the previous generation Broncos for some reason. <laughs> no. <laughs> the no, current. The, the current Bronco. The current Bronco. So, but it's also where the Ranger is built. Yeah, and that's number seventeen is the Ford Ranger. Oh, hey, <laughs> Built it's a truck in Wayne, Michigan. Uh, okay, so I'm really excited because the Broncos currently um, its sales are going through the roof. Still, I mean they they have too much demand, not enough supply, and they've been trying to satisfy that. So I'm excited that it's on this list.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Um, now number sixteen is where things get interesting because we know you're talking about like. Merck and made think of like the big three, but there's other manufacturers that are extremely high in. I'm guessing Toyota or Honda. In close, yep, yeah, extremely high in not only parts content but where it's built, and this is going to be the Acura TLX. Ah, um, that's built in Ohio, and it's built in Marysville. And the TLX is a great car, recently um, redone, and they did a great job with it. Really nice thing to drive, pretty sporty. So yeah, actually the next three in the list are all Acura. So number 16 is a TLX, number 15 is the RDX, and number 14 is the MDX. And those are all built in
2: various Ohio cities. And we recently reviewed an MDX, right? The, yeah, the, the, the Type most, S. Yeah. Did you drive that thing? No, it was I, good. I wanted to. Yeah. It's really sporty, uh, very nice looking.
0: It was good, yeah. It was silver, which is not my favorite color. It was silver on dark blue. What do you think of dark blue interiors?
2: It's better than light blue interiors.
0: (laughs) No, than a light blue interior. Well, it's okay. The last person to actively buy a light blue interior was Barry Manilow.
2: I think so. Are we in agreement there? Yes. But uh, uh, I like color in my interior. I really hate interiors that are only monochromatic and dark. Mm -hmm. So if it has a little bit of color, I think that's positive. I agree. I agree.
0: I have a question for you. Why is it 1,000 degrees in our podcast room? Uh, because, uh, it's a sweat box. Well, really. if you we turn on the fan, it'll make noise. Okay. I wonder how our new mics are working. Have we spent all this time talking and it turns out we can't use the audio because the mics are bad? Probably. That's going to be a But these bummer. are very
2: high-end microphones.
0: Yeah. So number 13 and number 12 on the list, Andre, more trucks. Man, the trucks are coming in hot here. Okay. Um, built in Wentzville
2: MO. Chevy Colorado. And the Canyon. Really? Mm. They're on the list, too? They're number t- 13 and 12. The, the current generation. Yes. And, and uh, actually, the all-new generation is just around the corner. We just did a story about the Chevy Colorado. Um, on August 11th, you have a story coming up about the GMC Canyon. Can we say that? Yes, because they announced oh, the date. Yeah. Remember, they teased it um, a couple days ago. They said August 11th is going to be the day the all-new 2023 Canyon is unveiled. Right. So be sure to stay
0: tuned till next this Thursday. Uh yes. Yeah, just a few days from now. Go with it. Yes. Just a few days from now. A few now. days from now, yep. And yep. we'll get all the deets on the new GMC Canyon. Number eleven on the list, built in Bowling Green,
2: Kentucky. Is it a car that can go 161 miles per hour? In a seventy zone, baby. Yep, <laughs> it's the Chevrolet Corvette. Sweet. I, I, I'm really happy it's on the list.
0: It's actually down pretty significantly though compared to last year. So it's number 11 this year. And in 2021, it was number five.
2: Huh. I wonder why. But you know what? Uh, the new Z06, remember yeah. when that came out? The C8 Z06. Uh, I know it's untouchable. First of all, you know, there's f- going to be very few of them initially. Then they're going to be marked up by dealers. And then you have to be somebody special to actually order one and buy one and uh, you have to have a lot of money but it's one of the dream cars I have are
0: they out yet? no they just I, ordered the order, opened the order banks
2: yeah so I don't think they're actually on the road yet mm. uh, but it's one of my dream cars eventually I would hope to own one that's used
0: we don't talk to you a lot about cars what are some of your dream cars?
2: well I have a couple of GM on, on the GM list I have a couple So you have the,
0: different lists for different manufacturers
2: no so here's one of my, here's my car list. Okay. okay? Uh, the Z06 Corvette is definitely on there. The new one. Yeah, the new one, especially the new one because it's mid-engine, and the Z06. I think the styling they knocked it out of the ballpark. It's wider. It's amazing engine. Anyway, uh, also the car that's no longer made, the Pontiac G8, the Uh-oh. big sedan. Oh yeah. You know the big V8-powered sedan, rear-wheel drive, squared off, macho. Not the that. SS, not
0: the Chevrolet no, SS?
2: I, I don't like the rounded SS.
0: So I, can you still, you can't still buy that anymore because didn't they kill Holden in Australia? Yes. So for, so that car was a rebranded Holden.
2: Basically, yes. Yeah,
0: but then they killed the Holden brand altogether.
2: And I think it's, yeah, it's all gone. It's all so, gone. So, so the G8, specifically the G8 was, is on my list. Also the Audi R8. I'm a sucker for mid-engine cars. You're like Hemsworth. <laughs> Do I look like him, too? You
0: sure do, Andre. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. To our Uh, audience listening, if you've never seen Andre, picture him,
2: Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Exactly like that. Pretty much. And my biceps are the
1: same.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The exact look. So I think the R8, at least um, the older V10 options, uh, the V10 R8s, um, those are cool. So that's kind of my list. That's it. Wow. And also the Volga. And the Volga's on that list. No Volkswagens? Not anymore, I used to be a VW guy. I, I've, I had a Golf, I had a GLI, Jetta. I had um, Audi, a couple of Audis actually. Um, but I'm not lusting after a VW. You know what else? You know the one car, it's not a car, it's a, it's a minivan, it's a minibus. What? I want the Buzz. Oh, the Buzz. I want the VW electric Buzz. The ID Buzz, why? ID, ID Buzz. It's just, so first of all, it's a little bit retro. Mm-hmm. and it's got new tech. It's electric. I think the styling they knocked out of the ballpark, and I'm tired of waiting for it. I'm <laughs> really, really tired of waiting. Really? The bug? It's not on sale yet. They introduced the concept of it, like, I don't know, a decade ago? Not on sale. So not I on know. sale. Okay, that's that's interesting.
0: No, I think we're... We'll, well, I got you here. Well, actually, let's do a couple more, and then we'll, we'll ask you well, well,
2: Yeah, let's keep going, because we can talk forever.
0: So number 11 what? is the car on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube. It is the uh, Honda Pilot, manufactured in Lincoln, Alabama. Um, and actually, number nine is the Honda Odyssey. And number eight is the Honda Line, all manufactured in Lincoln, Alabama. Who would have thunk they're in the top 10?
2: Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so the next generation Honda Pilot, we've seen prototypes. So the new one should be coming out soon. But we oh. haven't seen it yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they're going to redesign... The Ridgeline again, you know. When the new pilot comes out, maybe after that, maybe the new pilot, uh, the new Ridgeline will come out as well. Mm. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Did you like the? Do you like these the, the triplets I, I, here? I, I I like the pilot. Um, the Ridgeline is okay. I mean, it's it's a great vehicle to drive. It's just the towing rating is not quite there for me. Uh, Five thousand pounds on the Ridgeline maximum towing. Mm. I prefer to tow a little bit more. Uh, well, I have a six thousand pound boat trailer with a boat that I tow. So, because of that, the Ridgeline is not really high on my list, but the pilot I like. Uh, it's just a people mover. It's really nice. Yeah, it's a good vehicle. Um, you know, Nathan's looking for a Ridgeline.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like a used one? He sure is. Okay. Well, um, we'll, well to... I don't know if he might be looking new, actually. We'll have to bring Nathan in yeah, at get... another time. Yes, for sure. All right, number seven on the list is the Jeep Cherokee. Oh. So, that's actually manufactured
2: in Belvedere, Illinois. Isn't there where your dad used to work, I th- or near where your dad used to be a reporter, uh, or like, at least he did a
0: story in Belvedere. So he used to be a um, a TV anchor in um, Rockford, Wisconsin. Rockford, and Illinois. Rockford. Is it in Illinois? I yes, think so. I think I, you're right. I yes, so. yeah, I'm going crazy. I'm so sorry. Wait, Rockford, it's, Illinois. It's, we're recording this late in the day. No, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do a little research and speak at the same time yeah. because something well, interesting about that plant. Okay. So, so he actually almost died at that plant. What? Because at the time, he uh, had a Suzuki Samurai. Yes. Yes and uh, he was fresh out of college, and he was driving. He may have actually been in college. This may have been, like, an intern project. And he went to go drive to do a story at the Belvedere plant, and he showed up in the Samurai when everyone was on strike. And showing up at th- the heart of America... In a Suzuki. In a Suzuki. Uh, they had, like, eight guys came over and of like, rocking the car back and forth and almost flipped it over. And it was not a good experience. Um, I want to say that they built... Uh, what did they build there? Wasn't it... Um So it would have been... Wasn't there some Chrysler's built there or something? Yeah. Well, that's The new Chrysler C platform in the 60s. He's not that old. No.
2: What was it? Man, I swear there was a... So they currently assemble the... The Cherokee. Cherokee. Yeah. So the Cherokee, what do you think about the Cherokee? I think it needs a redesign soon because, I mean, it came out uh, several years ago. It had controversial styling. Uh, Some people loved it. Some people hated it. But now it kind of had a refresh... People are now really, really kind of into it. I think it's, it's been a good seller. But I think it's time to redesign the Cherokee once again. I think it needs it. Yeah.
0: Well, so what they did is when they launched it, um, it was kind of a disaster. Uh, they, they had this really unique style. Do you remember? And then there was this horrible picture that was leaked of it.
2: Like a dark model sitting in a corner yes. of a plant,
0: and that was in the corner of a plant. It was in between the ferns in the factory, and um, yeah, and well, to that wasn't l- a very sexy image. Not always. a good sexy image of it, and it it leaked before the reveal, and people got all up in arms. They were really upset about it, and well, then be- it didn't really have a chance to kind of hit the market under its own fruition without a pre, kind of you know pre mindset of what it would look like.
2: But it. Became successful later on. It did. Um, so, and I think it was controversial because it, um, what I think Jeep was doing, um, because they usually had the really upright grills, right? Mm-hmm. Really giant, nice, you know, uh, Jeep traditional grills, and they kind of squished it.
0: You know, I don't think it looks that like controversial anymore, though. Yeah, there's so okay. many, and so what they did is they did that. Um, pioneered by the Pontiac Aztec where they separated the headlights and the turn signals mm-hmm. and they left that space in between yeah. and it was like wow that's weird when the Aztec launched and it was wow this a little weird when the um when the Cherokee launched but now like pretty much every Hyundai SUV has some form of like that separated headlight turn signal module yeah.
2: right especially like G- new GM crossovers and vehicles very common have yeah. have that orientation yeah i mean basically like that uh, Almost every Hyundai that's coming out now. And it yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah.
0: So I think actually Mark Allen was a little ahead of the... the of the time. He was a designer Jeep, a little ahead of, out of his curve. Because uh, when they redesigned the Cherokee, they kind of made it more swoopy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That Spe- was good. Speaking okay. of cars that we're driving, actually, we just had the um, um, Toyota RAV4 tiered off-road here. Yes. And uh, I bring that up because it kind of competed with the Cherokee. And I took it off road on our tumbleweed off-road course, and it
2: was not super happy. And you could see that video, correct? Over TFL uh, off road. TFL off road yep. and alt-tfl.com. Yeah, Yes, up there. It um, it doesn't have enough oomph. So you does p- that mean does it mean it was preventing you? Was it holding you back? Well, what would happen is so you pointed up a really steep hill. And if all four wheels have traction,
0: it'll kind of like tootle up the hill. Like you have to have your foot in the throttle, but it'll kind of do do doo. Was this a hybrid or no. was this? No, it's only gas, okay. 203 horsepower, four cylinder. But then if there's a hole in the hill and a wheel dips into the hole, then you need the torque vectoring to kind of come into play. Yes. And it's got a good torque vectoring system, but it doesn't have enough available low end torque to maximize the torque vectoring. So what you end up with is you get stuck in these holes where one wheel is like, you know, losing traction. And it's, like, trying so hard to figure out what to do. And the engine is just, I mean, it sounds like a Scream- cow. It's Screaming.
2: Just, Moo. Oh, like? Moo. Like Rod Romaine's cows. Rod Romain. Okay. Moo.
0: Um, and it just doesn't, it can't, you know, it can't quite make it up the hill. So that's the biggest issue with it. Um, and it's, you know, it's not quite there in ground clearance either. So I, I really wish that Toyota would, you know, because the, The Tacoma TRD Off-Road, amazing. Yes. You know, the 400 TRD Off-Road, amazing. Amazing. They need to add a little bit more of that DNA in the little RAV4.
2: Well, I think they're trying. I agree with you. I think they should... You know, the TRD Off-Road name comes with a lot of, you know, prestige, and people expect certain things from it. Mm -hmm. So if they're really going to apply it to the RAV4... at least from our testing, you know, it should do better. It should I do would, better. I would say. I would yeah. Say.
0: I, at least I will say it crawled underneath there. It's got a pretty bad approach angle, like 19 degrees, versus a Cherokee Trailhawk, which is like 29. Yeah. But it's got actual metal cladding underneath.
2: Okay. Well, that's good.
0: I thought it was pretty good.
2: Okay. Yeah. So. Um, is it on our list, though? N-
0: no. It is not on the list. Let's keep okay. going with okay. the list. So. Uh, so we went through Cherokee. Number six is going to have people in a tizzy. What? It is the Tesla Model S manufactured in fremont california number five the tesla model x yeah yeah, what okay six and five six and five people i always think this is interesting people forget that tesla is an american company not only are they an american company but they are at the top of the american made index
2: yes which is great for them and great for us yes uh, i think because for you know American components, American labor, uh, all, of, all of those great things.
0: Yep. Number four is the Honda Passport, manufactured in Lincoln, Alabama. It's actually up from number nine compared to last year. Huh. Number three is the Lincoln Corsair. I
2: would not have thought I that. I never thought that. Manufactured Do you know, does it say where it's built? Louisville. Oh, we talked about Louisville. Louisville. Okay.
0: Yeah. Number two is the Tesla Model 3. Okay. And number one is the Tesla Model Y, which is made in Fremont, California, or now Austin, Texas.
2: Yes, that plant is coming online, or it is online. So some people are going to be really thrown into a tizzy
0: that two of the top three vehicles are Teslas. People really don't like Teslas sometimes. So, no, wait, what's the top five? Number are, four, are four vehicles in the top five Teslas? Three. So number five is a Tesla. Number four is a Honda. Number three is the Lincoln. Two and one are Teslas. Okay.
2: So that's a high percentage of Teslas there. Very high percentage. Yeah.
0: Now, kind of an interesting point is we are missing a lot of, actually, every full-size truck on the yeah. top 20.
2: Yeah. So where's the F-150? Where's the Chevy Silverado? Where is the Ram Well, let's find out. So F-150 is number 21. Okay. It's
0: manufactured in... Dearborn. Uh-huh. And is this right? Claycomo? Clay Claycomo? Yes. Yeah, Claycomo. Are those two different manufacturing facilities? Yeah. They have two different plants for the F-150? Uh,
2: yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and actually, it, it's an interesting way uh, they split them up, right? The Raptors are only built in Dearborn. Okay. And then some of the commercial vehicles, F-150s, are also built in a separate facility. In really? Clay Como. Yeah. Is that... Um, uh, I, I think it's because there's they, they used to sell like... Six hundred thousand of them a year, <laughs> right? And they had to build them. So, is
0: they, that uh, next door? Is it like Claycomo, or is it no?
2: Like... No, it's in Kansas. Oh, uh, it's in it's in, the, it's in a different state. It's in Missouri. Oh shoot! Yeah,
0: super interesting. Yeah. So twenty one is the F one hundred and fifty. Twenty three is the Tundra.
2: Okay, well it's built in San Antonio.
0: Yeah. Yes, down from number ten though compared to last year. Ooh. So um, some other notable
2: here. What about going. Ram? Do you see any Ram or Chevys?
0: I'm looking Cadillac Escalades 38. That is in Arlington. Okay.
2: Um,
0: Santa Cruz is number 43. So
2: I know a uh, Silverado R02. Yeah. Was built in Mexico. Oh. So interesting. that that does not is not considered an American index. So um, Wrangler is 44. It's in Toledo. Uh, Ram
0: 1500, here we go, 45. Oh. Sterling Heights.
2: Yeah. Well, that's in Michigan. Is every
0: Silverado built in Mexico?
2: I don't want to say that for, for, for very certain because I know they have several plants. Okay. Uh, but it, I think the bulk of it is built in Mexico. Uh, Ram has plants in Michigan and also some in Mexico.
0: So the the, the big guys, the big GMSUVs, right, are built in Texas. Yeah,
2: Arlington. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but... Uh,
0: so here you go. Yukon is 49. Suburban is 60. Arlington. A lot of Cadillacs in here. Traverse is built in Lansing. Uh, Frontier.
2: So, Frontier is 68. Yeah. Oh, really? That low? Yeah. That's built in... It's in S- Smyrna? Canton. Canton.
0: Yeah. And then I'm looking Sorry. for... Ah, uh, that's interesting. Ram 1500 Classic is 82. That's in um, Warren. Yes. Um, Here we go. So so you're right. Okay, so at the very bottom of this list, we have the Silverado 1500 and the GMC 1500 Mm -hmm. at 93 and 94. Now, those two are classified as being produced in Roanoke, but there's a little star next to them that says vehicles that come from one or more assembly plants outside the U.S. So I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if they have multiple... Multiple facilities. multiple
2: facilities, and at least our truck was built in Mexico. Doesn't
0: Ram have multiple? Do they have
2: a? Yeah, the heavy duty trucks come from Mexico. Oh, in Ram, in the in the in the Ram. So uh, when
0: when they report sales on those trucks, do they report the light duty and the heavy duty together?
2: Yeah, most mostly. Uh, you know, who, the only P, the only manufacturer that splits them out is GM. So GM reports heavy duty Silverados and light duty separately. Yep. Uh, Ford lumps them all together. As F-series? Uh, as F-series, and then Ram lumps them all together. So it's hard to know exactly, unless you look at more detailed data, uh, how the heavy-duty trucks are actually, um, you know, who's winning that battle. Broken down. Very yeah. interesting,
0: okay. I learned a lot here. You know, the other interesting thing is there's been a lot of startups too, which are starting in the US like Lucid, right? Yes. They're um, based in Arizona uh-huh. uh, or manufactured in Arizona. Uh, Rivian. Rivian. Uh, Normal,
2: Illinois. Which is an old Mitsubishi plant, yes. right? And yes. And then
0: uh, Bollinger, which Bollinger kind is of in disappeared.
2: Michigan. Yeah, they kind of disappeared. Uh, so they discontinued their B1 and B2 uh, tr- uh, electric trucks, and they're focused on commercial chassis, electrified commercial chassis. So I mean bigger vehicles. Okay. So like uh, think about delivery vans, like big step vans. Um I saw them at the work truck show. I saw Robert Bollinger there. Nice. So they're still kind of excited, but they're, I mean, it's kind of sad that the, the, the trucks were discontinued. Yeah,
0: because that was the one that like you and I could have bought maybe.
2: Well, right. they were still 120 grand. Oh, well, certainly not me
0: then. I was, <laughs> was going to buy that. Okay. So but, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer.
2: Yeah, and, and but there's several other companies you know that are starting up. Who am I you know missing? even At- Atlas uh, is still kind of um, hanging on out there. Nikola is oh. uh, semi trucks. Are they still in, in... Yeah. Uh, so forget about their pickup truck debacle, debacle. And, and their CEO who was not truthful. Uh, um, <laughs> yep. But but their semi trucks are still around and they're still uh, developing them and starting to produ- produ- produce them. What about that um, workhorse? Yeah, uh, Lordstown. Lordstown. Yes. That's yeah. also in the United States. Yeah. And they've just recently, um, they're not doing well financially. Okay. Unfortunately. Interesting. So, yeah. So, I am surprised that Tesla is at the top of this list, but I, I'm happy. I mean, it is an American-made vehicle, and I know they have plants all, uh, all over the world now, in China, in Germany, and um, but I am pretty happy. Very cool. You? you?
0: Yeah, I think it's cool that, I mean, it still is a hub of American manufacturing. I mean, if you go back to, like, the 50s, right, everything, for the most part, would have been made here. And there were little plants across the country and um, all over the world. But there are still, like, a lot of these plants from the 50s and 60s are still operating. Like, um, for example, and I think I'm right in saying this, like the Jeep Wrangler. Right, has its roots from World War II, from Willys Overland, right, which was based in Toledo, Ohio. And that's where they're building. And the Belvedere today.
2: plant has you know, been updated, but it's still there. Right? Yeah. Um, also, I think what's cool is there are new plants built, being built in other states, like VW's in Chattanooga, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, then in Tennessee, Ford is making investments there. Rivian is moving um, into similar like uh, areas. Um, yeah, there's and there's a lot. There's a lot of them we didn't talk about. Like, Civic
0: is built in Greensburg.
2: Yeah, and then the Mercedes is built Uh in Alabama, correct? South Carolina. No. Yes. Yep. Sorry.
0: Smyrna, Tennessee.
2: Uh, oh. BMW is of course built um, in South Carolina, North Carolina. Volvo actually has a plant in Ridgeville, South Carolina. Yes. Um, Toilet
0: Highlander is built in Princeton, Indiana. Yeah. Um, Nissan Frontiers, Canton, Kansas. How we'll come we're not that. building in Colorado? Uh, well, let's, there's a whole... You could probably get into the <laughs> politics behind that. There's a whole okay. discussion about why that okay. is, Andre. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should right.
2: start. I know where there's a lot of high-tech companies in Colorado. There
0: are a lot of high-tech. And a lot of sandwich shops. Yes, and and a lot of liquor stores. Yes, but a lot of famous sandwich shops were started in Colorado.
2: Beer stores.
0: Did you know Quiznos was started in Colorado? No way. What about Jimmy John's?
2: Jimmy John's? No, not here. Is it? Mm, Here. Uh, Uh, It's it's a good list, actually. Um, uh, next time on TFL Cars uh, podcast, yes. we'll be discussing sandwich, most American sandwich shops. Um, okay, here we go. Are you ready?
0: Snarfs. That's yes. probably a Colorado thing only. Yeah. Quiznos. Quiznos, I think, is dead, isn't it? No, they're around. No. Quiznos? Didn't they go out of business?
2: Quiznos? Well, I haven't had a Quiznos in a while. But <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I think they're this around. This is
0: the investigative journalism you've come this, here to discuss. Is,
2: Quiznos. Is. Let's
0: see. It is the restaurant. Oh, maybe there still is Quiznos. Yeah, I really. What about Jimmy John? Number Where? of locate. There's not a lot of them left, Andre. Okay. 176 in Colorado. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. Chipotle. Have you ever been to Chipotle? Of course. It's a burrito restaurant. Yes. Qdoba. Also, well, the restaurant, restaurant is
2: kind of a steep uh, description. Well, <laughs> is it? Okay.
0: We have a place called Tokyo Joe's, which has been really popular. Yeah. Mad Greens, another. Place lots of good places started here in good old fashioned Denver, CO. Smashburger, have you ever been to Smashburger? Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, for sure. So All right. there you have it. We, you have we have
2: it. a we have a really powerful sandwich industry here, um, but not so much for automotive manufacturing. Absolutely, yes. Well, let us know what you guys think. Um, oh, you know, Colorado was famous for what weed? Uh, no, yes, <laughs> <laughs> no trailer manufacturing. What does that mean? That means Colorado teardrops. That means Boreas campers. That means any number of other camper manufacturers. Uh, I think we have really strong outdoors community here as well. Rooftop tents, too. We got a lot of rooftop tents. Roof nest. Yep.
0: Is local. Carabiners. Yes. Nailed it in carabiners. Um, Hemp, hoodies, kale smoothies, all of it. We got it all, baby. (laughs) That's right, Andre. Uh,
2: I think on this note, we need to... Wrap
0: wrap it up. All right, we'll wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of TML Talking Cars.
2: We'll see you on the next one. Thank you.